Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. By no one's demand but our own and from our DraftKings Sportsbook Studios here in Overcast, I would say still scenic, still beautiful, Elizabeth Park, Nashville, Tennessee. It is the 615 Sessions podcast. It's powered by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. And you know it's brought to you as always by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. Hello, friends. Hope everything's going well and right in your world. We have a fun podcast today. My friend Carmen Vitale, who is the Jim Wyatt of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. She's going to be on the pod. We're going to talk about what could have been with two teams that were vying for Tom Brady's services, both the Titans and the Bucks, and how that one move totally reshaped, hell, probably much of Carmen's career. We'll uh, discuss that at length. We will also get to your Music City mailbag questions at the end of the show. But first, you got to know about the great things going on at Two Rivers Ford, the Mach E electric Mustang. I have just seen a picture of this. Two Rivers Ford has just tweeted this out at their Twitter handle. The future is here, in fact. The all new electric Mach E Mustang, it is arrived at Two Rivers Ford. I have to say, I was not crazy about the changes that were made to the to the uh, Mustang when first I saw it. But now that I see a picture of it live and in person, uh, this thing is sleek, man. Uh, this is this is slick. This is uh, going to be something that people are going to be want to be seen in, and it's going to be hugely cost effective because it is eco friendly. The speed, the technology, the body style—they really cranked that one up. You can drive one. You can test drive one. You can drive one off the lot. You can do all of these things courtesy of our friends at Two Rivers Ford and customize your own if you so choose at tworiversford.com. Let's get to CARM. Back here, 615 Sessions podcast from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios. Carmen Vitale of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is here to talk Super Bowl and Tom Brady on the podcast. Now, what the people don't know is that Carmen is a good friend of mine. This is the first time that we've actually spoken in any kind of professional setting outside of, you know, football, uh, football spring break at the combine or whatever is the cats in my office mess up things while we're recording the podcast. That's neither here nor there. It can't be too professional. What's up, Carmen? Hi, Buck. Good to see you. <laughs> Is it? I, I I feel like you were a no, little. No, that's just. That's, I'm just being polite. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's 
very much the vibe I get from most people who come on the podcast. So you're in good company. Um, no, everybody's very jealous, or I'm at least very jealous of you because you're covering a Super Bowl and I'm sitting at home in my office with my cats. Um, and well, if, it, if it's any consolation, I really haven't left my house either. So yeah, that's the thing. Like, I guess I, I wasn't sure. I, I, I haven't been sure how to talk about the Super Bowl all week long because it feels so messed up um, with just how different it is. And you have been bragging very much and very often uh, to everybody else who's not doing anything right now, much like myself, who's been uh, who's been sitting at home on the couch since the team that they cover quit playing professional football. Um, but it's good to know that you're not experiencing it too much better than the rest of us. No, I'm pretty much just bragging to you because I know it's getting under your skin a little bit. But it, it, it bothers yeah. the shit out of my karma. It really does. Like it's <laughs> it's uh, it's it did deep in my soul. It's because it's you know I'm bored. Like it's the middle. It's uh, there's plenty of stuff for me to do, like draft prep and all this other stuff that I'm supposed to care about in the off season. Sure. But I just you know I can't I can't get myself through it just yet because everybody else is still getting to like work like we would three weeks ago if the titans didn't poop themselves <laughs> well that's what i keep telling myself is i'm like listen this beats the alternative of being buck rising um <laughs> sitting at home with his cat doing nothing <laughs> wallowing in self-pity that's it's a lot of self-pity yeah okay i'll quit i'll quit i'll, I'll quit with the self-pity um, but, but there's like a legitimately interesting dynamic here that I wanted to have you on to talk about, not necessarily about the game itself, although the game has many interesting angles. Um, but Titans fans have been complaining largely since their season ended that had they secured Tom Brady on their favorite football team, that it would be them in the Super Bowl as opposed to the Kansas City Chiefs. It is instead the Buccaneers where Tommy chose uh to land whether that was by mike vrabel's scorn or otherwise <laughs> and you know i just thought it'd be interesting to have you on to talk about this because it feels like carm that you're in a much different spot probably <laughs> probably from uh both uh, mentally physically everything else from the last time that your team played in nashville uh with Jameis to now the greatest of all time. So what, what has the last year of your life been like outside of the pandemic with Tom and Gronk? Yeah, well, it was interesting, actually, the way Tom Brady described football the other day. And he had described, like, obviously the physical, but then the mental and then the emotional side of it. And even when you're just a fan of this game, I feel like you go through all of these emotions and especially covering a team and this being your livelihood. I mean, we're in a very unique position. You included anybody that covers a team that you are at the mercy of something that's outside of your control. So how this team does on the field directly impacts your job, yep. but you don't have any control over that. So you just kind of have to hope for the best and make, you know, make it work with whatever you're given and being given the greatest quarterback of all time <laughs> was uh, one, yeah, just a, it, this has been an experience that I'll never obviously forget, but it's given me, I've become much more calm with myself. Um, and hey, you, you got nothing like, to worry about. What do you mean you become much more calm? You go from 30 interceptions, ah, and the NFC championship, look at your t-shirt behind you. It's disgusting. It's despicable. <laughs> Honestly, it's despicable. Oh, pretty. Look at the little logo. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, I mean, they like, especially like, I can't allow myself really to think about what this would be like 
outside of a pandemic, because I think that is a way to drive us all nuts if you do that. So instead, I'm trying to, again, be grateful for the fact that I had such a busy off season, despite the fact that we are in this global pandemic where there are a ton of, you know, I'm very grateful that I never had to worry about my job. I never had to worry about anything like that. Like Tom Brady literally saved a lot of people's jobs, I think, and in a lot of ways in this organization, which is crazy to think about. But we were just covering this team. There was no shortage of storylines. There was no shortage of news. Um, And then again, getting, you know, this every month, every week there was something that would happen I feel like where I was like this is too good to be true this can't come true this can't happen and that's why I was like I was so mum about Super Bowl expectations anything like that because I'm like this is this man's first year with a franchise like how much could he possibly do or what, what do you mean <laughs> immediately wins as many NFC champions as uh championships as Aaron Rodgers like Aaron Rodgers such, so, a, such a middle finger to everybody in the sports <laughs> you know just stop in this conference for a hot second I'll pick up one of these. Sorry, Aaron. Tough, you know, tough luck. Uh, on to the Super Bowl. My 10th, as he was quick to remind people on Monday. Casually. It's his 10th. And this man, what he's accomplished, I did a whole article about what he's accomplished after 40. It's what most would hope to accomplish in their entire careers. Yeah. And he's done it. And now he just does it immediately. And just the effect that he has on the organization in general is crazy from a leadership standpoint. Like he came in and I feel like all these guys were validated. They were like, we are a good team. Like we just wooed the best free, like the biggest free agent in NFL history to come here because Tom Brady looked at this roster. And I know that that's not, you know, that's probably not going to come off well to your Titans fans, but. Oh, you know, I mean, they they know what it is. Listen, they, they, they're very, um, God love them. They're very self-aware, whether that's because I'm, I'm dragging them kicking and screaming through the streets to tell them how bad their defense sucks. Um, and that they wouldn't have been able that, to do anything with Tom Brady. Like, it's just, it's not, it's not realistic. Well, and that was what was so key, I think, to this, because especially if you look towards Brady's earlier years, he had phenomenal defenses on the Patriots. And that kind of helped him. He only really had to be a game manager for a lot of those, you know, those early years, despite the fact that he won three Super Bowls in his first four years or whatever it was. And I think that he noticed a lot of parallels there because this team was stacked on defense. They were entering the second year of of the system under Todd Bowles and were way more comfortable, had a ton of talent. They brought back their entire front seven. And he was like, okay, that's going to buy me time to figure it out. So I think that that was really a huge point. And I think that the defense really is a huge reason why the Bucks are in the Super Bowl because they allowed him to figure it out. And he did within a season, which is insane. <laughs> it is very, it is very, uh, I mean, it's fascinating. I, I actively root for Tom Brady other than he looks like 20 years younger than I am when he's 20 years older than me. Yeah. Um, that bothers me deeply. I need to, <laughs> I need to know who his, uh, who his dermatologist is take care of some of these wrinkles in my forehead. Cause he doesn't have a damn one. I want to know what's going yeah. on. I don't, I don't, I don't know what the, you know, people talk about PEDs all the time. I don't know if it's Botox or what, but I'm going to find out Tom and we're going to have a discussion because I can't be in front I of look him. at him in these zoom meetings and I just marvel at the bone structure. I swear. I'm <laughs> the, che- the cheekbones. It's infuriating. Like who, I mean, I, anyway, it's, I, I've been literally the first time I got in front of a live microphone on local radio, we were talking about Tom Brady. 
And I said, I said, uh, I said a, a curse word on FCC radio talking about Tom Brady because I was frustrated by how pretty he looks when he cries. He's even good looking when he sobs and it's infuriating. And I can't remember the word that I said, but it was literally I, it, I should have been fired that day, to be honest with you. <laughs> Well, the first of many days, you probably. <laughs> yeah, no, it's but it it is it is a it is a fascinating thing because it's such a it's a it's such a distorted sample size. You know, you, you talk about you can't think about what the circumstances are surrounding this season. And honestly, I mean, you're not like the, the to talk about Tom Brady saving people's jobs in the middle of uh, in the middle of the pandemic. I mean, football like I, I have not ever been as grateful for the sport as I have oh, been this year, because we all would have been SOL. Like it would have been so uh, anyway, but these are, these are things that we don't want to dwell on. Um, with, with Brady though, the, the, the storylines coming into this, and you can read all of Carmen's work at uh, Tampa, uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers uh, website. It's, it's Buccaneers.com. I got that right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Buccaneers.com follower on Literally, the Literally you don't read it. So thanks. That's not true. Carmen. Everybody, listen. The Titans just got TennesseeTitans.com like last year. They had the they had the bid. Uh, they had the you know buy it off some uh, some domain. Like uh, somebody had held hostage the name TennesseeTitans.com, and they literally just got it off the Schneid. So don't get mad at me. All right, I did none of your sass here this morning. It's too early. Isn't that why you brought me on? Literally the only reason. No, that's not. <laughs> Follow her on the socials at Carmi V. She's uh, tweeting out uh, tweeting out her articles and uh, do- does the Instagram live. Uh, show Carmen and Casey, which I believe she's just concluded this morning. So thank you for fitting us into your busy schedule. Um, Long story short, though, the storylines heading into this game between Tom Brady, greatest of all time, 10th Super Bowl, different team, did it without Belichick, on and on and on, and juxtaposed against Patrick Mahomes, who has the potential to be the greatest that we've ever seen, if not the greatest of all time. What kind of, what kind of, what have you been focusing on from a writer's perspective heading into this game? Is there just a, a, a wealth of things to pull from, or have you been honed in on, on one kind of storyline, one main thread throughout the course of this thing? Well, I mean, I mentioned that I talked about Tom Brady's career after 40, you know, the fact that he is still able to do so many firsts. And I think that that was, again, another big thing that drew him to Tampa Bay is because he knew the opportunity was there where the Bucks were, ho- or Tampa Bay was hosting a Super Bowl. He had the opportunity to do something no one's ever done before, and he did it. So I think I focus a little bit with him on that, just all the firsts that he's getting to experience. I mean, obviously, I'm not going to go so far as to say he's like a rookie, but this is his first year in this system, and it's drastically different from what he was used to for two decades in New England. So that's been really I think what I've honed in on, not only just like this week, but last week, but then with regards to the game, I mean, I think it's just two separate, they're, they're just two separate guys that have bodies of work that are obviously extremely different. Patrick is still limited, um, you know, given his sample size, but he's just such a different quarterback and it's going to be interesting. I feel like to see what, is this like bearing on where the league is going? Do you see, you know, Patrick Mahomes is like the future and Brady is like the relic of what's left over and and like the whole passing the torch thing. Um, But I don't want to really get either caught up, caught up with that either. Just, I want to enjoy two really, really good quarterbacks against each other. I know. And And, and 
yeah, no, I think I think that's how everybody's looking at that. Um, because you know, largely we're just hoping that the Super Bowl's competitive. I think everybody's looking at Kansas City and, and the COVID barber and and trying to figure out whether that's gonna, you know, whether that's gonna have some kind of tangible effect on on the game on Sunday. Um, and and honestly, whether that works to the Buccaneers' favor, because I feel like largely, at least the money. Uh, in Vegas is largely on on a Kansas City on, uh, betting against Tom Brady, which you would never catch me doing. And it's not just because our friend Carmen works for the Buccaneers, but I would rather lose money betting on Tom Brady than bet against him and end up just losing my ass. Like there would be there would be that would that would hurt me so much worse. Uh, you know, if I was to make a, a, a an entertainment purposes only wager. Well, that's just crazy to me, too, because, yeah, you're right. Like, Brady's been an underdog. He, this is, I mean, this was the first time that he entered the playoffs as a wild card, which is nuts. But he's been doubted every step of the way. And I'm like, especially with the most complete team that he's probably had around him. And I'm like, why are there still – and uh, granted, I'm in my own little bubble, really, like, actually, because I really have – Legit bubble. <laughs> legit bubble. But like I'm in this Tampa Bay bubble of, you know, all the I hear from fans online and everyone saying like how much they, they think the Bucs are going to win. But then I look at the national scale and a lot of people aren't giving the Bucs a shot at this, which is crazy to me because I'm like, you're literally giving Tom Brady the chip on his shoulder he needs. This man and Michael Jordan are the best at picking out things that, you know, they want to take offense to and get motivation from that kind of stuff. So you're giving Brady fuel. And he's like the Hulk, man. It's like, you wouldn't like him when he's angry. You're making him angry. <laughs> Tom Brady is the Hulk with much better cheekbones. That's, <laughs> that is the, that's the analysis that we bring our friend Carmen Vitale on to talk about here from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, well, one, do you feel, do you feel any resentment for your colleagues around the league because you just dropped the, the greatest quarterback of all time into your lap and then you go to the Super Bowl? Like are people, are people being uh, salty about that with you? Um, not as much as I would have expected. I actually not even, it's not more even my colleagues. It's, been a testament of love for my family because I feel like, especially my my cousin who I'm super close with, she's more like my sister. She's grown up, she grew up a Dolphins fan. She's just hated Tom Brady with a passion. And she's like, I hope you realize how much I love you because I am rooting so hard for your team. You are the only person on this planet that could get me to root for this man. And she's like, and I still, I'm still not happy about it. So it's been very interesting to have that. But what's even more interesting is how many fans from New England have followed him and Gronk down here. Like the influx of follows I got from Massachusetts and, and from Connecticut and all those states. And everyone's like, we just want Tom to be happy. And I'm like, like with what other player does that kind of sentiment exist? Well, also their football team sucks. And let's not just gloss over the fact that Carmen's in here bragging about how many more followers she got than Tom Brady. Cause it's not this. No, just the, the salty that I have more followers than him now. Yeah. Because of Tom Brady, it's cheating. <laughs> it's straight up cheating. Like that's 100%. All, this is, this is the kind of, it. this is the resentment I'm talking about from your peers. I resent Okay, you. You're the only one that resents me. <laughs> Damn right. 100%. What are you sending me, sending me messages? Check your follower count. Check mine. You know, <laughs> um, actually, I didn't even do that. I had our good friend Kimberly. 
Yeah, who was all too happy to do that. That's a that's a podcast for another day. When I just, when both- I just dropped the information in her lap and I said, "Do with this what you will." And my girl, <laughs> we will have we will have it once both of us are out of out of football entirely. We will have a Kim Smith podcast. God help us all. <laughs> no, Carmen is here uh, because she has expertise because she follows the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a day to day basis. So if the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are to pull this off successfully, Carmen, how are they going to do it? Uh, yeah. So we heard a lot a, of such a groan. Oh, was that groan? <laughs> well, it's not good. It's a tall task. I'm admitting. I mean, this is the, the number one offense in the league and Patrick Mahomes just embarrasses people. Like you could have the perfect play call and he just backpedals his way out, plays backyard football somehow. Like I saw it so many times in week 12 where I was like, you know that he can do this, but then you see it. And you're like, I really thought that play was over. Yeah. I really thought that that was going to be an incompletion. And then he makes it happen. So you're going to try and have to contain him in some way, shape, or form. But you can't blitz him because this man has a 68.4% completion rate against the blitz. Like this man is better when there is five or more guys coming at him, which is just insane. So I really think that the trench battle is going to be really key in this, especially because Kansas city has, you know, the shuffling around on their offensive line, they have injuries, they have guys out of position and the bucks have gotten Vita Vea back. So you got a guy that is just a human. I don't even know what he is. He just, he eats up blockers for breakfast (laughs) and I love him so much for it. And he was effective even in this Packers game where after a 15 week absence, he played 46% of the team's defensive snaps. He's been taking off, taking off the injury report entirely. So you have to think he's full tilt. He's next to Indomitian Sue. And if you can eat up those guys in the middle, that's going to leave JPP and Shaq Barrett um, free in, in these one-on-one situations with some guys that are out of position. So that's your hope at getting at Mahomes is that four man pressure or to get pressure with four men. Um, because you need, plus you need the defenders in the back. Like you need, you need the guys for Tyree kill for Sammy Watkins for Travis Kelsey, who presents just stupid matchup issues. So I really think it comes down to the trenches. Yeah. You, you've had such a calm football season, such a relaxed football season from your previous iterations. And now you get, the, you get the yeah, most it's, it's stressful like it's been calm, but it, was, it was definitely less up and down than the last year. I don't feel the need to hold my breath um, when the offense is on the field anymore. (laughs) Oh, but how much fun it was. Carmen Vitale (laughs) of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You can read her at Buccaneers.com. Is there, so there will be no more iterations of the Carmen and Casey show after this, correct? This was the last one. No, there will. We're doing, we do it weekly. Um, It will just be back to our normal time on Thursdays at 10 a.m. instead of Thursdays at 9.30 a.m., which is what we did for the playoffs. So, and you can keep tabs on that if you so choose by following her at Carmi V, where she now has more followers than I do, which is deeply depressing for a great many reasons. Carmen, I, uh, I'm very happy that you're enjoying yourself. We appreciate you taking some time away from your busy, busy Super Bowl Zoom schedule uh, to hang out here on the podcast. Thanks, Buck. Appreciate you. Music City Mailbag here on a Thursday because it is the Thursday edition. And such is our custom. Right after I remind you that you got to be using our friends at DraftKings Sportsbook, the studio sponsor around here on the 615 Sessions. The 55th big game is this weekend, if you didn't know. 55, a game this big deserves a massive prize, not just some trophy. And it doesn't just have to be that the team that wins the big game 
gets to be the only ones that fix victorious. That's what DraftKings Sportsbook does. To finish off the football season, DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app, they are giving all players a no-brainer of an offer. To celebrate football's finale, DraftKings Sportsbook is going to double your money if a touchdown is scored in the big game. They've paid out over $7 billion to its players at DraftKings since 2012, so they know a thing or two about big paydays. Big victories, everybody eats. You love to see it. That's why you have to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now while you listen to this podcast. You use the promo code A to Z Sports to get a shot at doubling your money if a touchdown is scored in Sunday's game. That's promo code A to Z Sports to get a shot at doubling your money during Sunday night's season finale only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Tennessee only. See DraftKings.com slash prediction dash challenge dash DFS for details. Restrictions apply. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call or text the Tennessee red line 1 800 889 Eight nine DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay, Music City Mailbag time on a Thursday. Smash Tastic starts us off. Watson, Mad, Colts, Rivers, retired, Jags, a Green Lawrence, Titans, Tanathrill. I like our chance next year just because of the QB shuffled in our division. That's from Smash Tastic there in my Instagram DMs. You guys know how this works, by the way. You slide on in. You can ask any question you want. We'll ask it. We'll answer it rather on the podcast. Okay. So he's talking about the quarterback musical chairs going on in the AFC South right now. And he's got a point, right? The Titans are best positioned because Indy doesn't have a quarterback. Watson is talking about just missing games. He doesn't care about the money that he's going to lose if that happens, reportedly. He's willing to sit out, which has been the thing that very few athletes in the NFL have had the ability to do. Certainly nobody with the stature of Deshaun Watson. Jags, we'll see what they do. The first overall pick, it's assumed that they'll take Trevor Lawrence. And Ryan Tannehill seems to be playing, not seems to be, is playing the best football of his career. I think that there's really nothing imminent that's going to change this situation from a quarterback perspective, right? Because even if the Colts do something drastic, like trade for Carson Wentz, do you have any great fear of Carson Wentz? Even if he's reuniting with Frank Reich, and yes, he was the uh, he was the one of the coaches on Doug Peterson's staff that helped kind of round Carson Wentz into MVP form, MVP caliber form rather. He didn't actually win the MVP the year he tore his ACL, but. I'm, it's going to take some time, I feel. Carson Wentz is a broken player. And there's nothing in the draft where the Colts are selecting. I know they have uh, they have a higher pick uh, than... In fact, I need to look that up while I, while I talk about that just to make sure I don't know where they're picking. Uh, and we'll do a quick Google search in the middle of the podcast. Um, but they're not picking terribly high. February 1st, the last version of the mock drafts, came out right now the Colts oh so they're picking a, a pick ahead of the Titans they're 21st so yeah you're not going to get a you're not going to get a franchise saving quarterback at 21 forgive me uh, for doing the research on the fly there um 
But it's not like, even though there is there are options this year at quarterback, and they're probably going to be scattered a little bit throughout the various rounds, nobody there at in the first round, at the very least, is going to be able to be plug-and-play plug immediate starter. Even, even if they called a rookie, a later-round rookie, into action, I just don't think that's serviceable right now. And, and by the way, it's being reported that they're not interested in doing that. They have a team that's built to win now, they can't, you know, afford to mortgage the window of that team, much like the Titans, with a quarterback that's not ready. So, yeah, uh, you're you're right, Smashtastic, to feel comforted in your position because of the QB shuffle. Now you need to fix the defense. Everybody knows you need to fix the defense because right now any of those quarterbacks, a green Trevor Lawrence, uh, Phillip Rivers from retirement, a pissed off Deshaun Watson, they could all throw for probably 270 and two touchdowns as your defense is presently constructed. Kenfolk98 on Instagram slides on in here, says, why would you sit on a live? Why would you sit on live and call somebody dumb and stupid for a simple question that they asked you? Oh, so apparently Ken has been a part of the primetime show, which if you didn't know, I have a streaming talk show Sunday to Thursday night, 8 p.m. Central Time on the A to Z Sports Digital Network, Facebook, Periscope, YouTube, and Twitch TV. A to Z Sports Prime Time. So apparently I lit into Ken. Uh, I'm not sure what I said to bother or disturb Ken at this point, but he is bothered by the fact that I would call somebody dumb and stupid. And what I would say to you, Ken, is you need to listen to my words a little closer. This is not to chastise you as I've already chastised you, but I very much try to make it a point because here's the thing that I forget. I make a point to say, That even if I, in the moment, in live time, because it is live streaming, you guys can see when something bothers me directly on my face. It's it's a lot like radio, except you can visibly see my emotions, right? And so sometimes I get questions that I deem to be ridiculous um, because they're either not informed or not not paying as close attention as I think they should be. Because I forget that you guys don't do this for a living, right? It's my job to do this for a living. And I forget that not everybody, from time to time, I forget that not everybody is like locked in on this stuff with every move, every every news tidbit that comes out at every given hour, because I live in a world where I'm constantly refreshing for news while trying to create my own. But I forget that you guys are not, some some of you are not as tied into this as I might be. Now, many of you are playing, paying hell, damn near closer attention than I am, and I'm the one paid to do this. Like, you guys are really, really smart. That's why I appreciate your participation as an audience, not just on here, but on the primetime show as well. So, what I'll say to you, Ken, is I never call somebody dumb or stupid. In fact, I make a very clear point to say, I'm not saying that you're dumb or stupid, but you're displaying the behavior of someone who is dumb or stupid. Like you're just acting that way. It's not calling you. It's not insulting your intelligence directly. <laughs> it's my it's my way of kind of couching it to say, you know, you're not stupid, but you're thinking like somebody that is. So I apologize if that bothered Ken. I will uh, make every effort to do better and be better. Like well, It's like Mike Vrabel. I'm going to coach better. The players are going to play better. Everything's going to be happy. Um, but, you know, also, I'm sure Ken said something ridiculous that was completely 
completely, completely, uh, you know, off base in some form or fashion. I don't remember what it is off the top of my head. I say I yell at a lot of people, I feel like, on the streaming show. So from that aspect, I'll do better. And Ken, if I, uh, if I offended you, my deepest apologies. Okay, Music City Miracle slides in the DMs and says, You're hip and cool. Isaiah Wilson was with Lil Uzi Vert when he debuted The Pink Diamond. And that there's no there's no question in there. It's just a DM. So um, if you're not familiar with the background story, uh, many of you are familiar with the background story of Isaiah Wilson, but Lil Uzi Vert, uh, rapper right now. And he is, because I had to look this up, because apparently I'm not hip and cool. Lil Uzi Vert's a year younger than me, but apparently I'm not cool and hip enough. I put TMZ on my phone. I get all the notifications because I want to be more tied into pop culture, but a lot of it's dumb. And this is one of those things that's dumb, but because Isaiah Wilson is in it uh, and being photographed as he is not shy of doing, um, now it comes into our world. So Lil Uzi Vert apparently has a, uh, has a proclivity for money, watches, clothes, cars, all types of jewelry, all kinds of crazy, you know, aesthetic things that he's going to splurge on. And so, which is not uncommon. If you have money, spend it, right? I mean, you know, wisely, and, and hopefully you're saving. So I don't know how much Lil Uzi Vert is thinking about retirement or a 401k or anything like that. Like, I don't know if the rap game comes with uh, a 401k. But what I would say is that, yeah, I mean, I, I don't have any problem with with people dressing like they're rich when they're rich. That's okay, as long as, you know, you're doing the things that are responsible to make sure that that money doesn't go entirely into your watch or your custom sneakers or your custom pants, whatever. So Lil Uzi, he, uh, which in the, the article that I'm looking at on page six gives his real name, which is hilarious because it's no, nothing close to Lil Uzi Vert. Anyway, he has announced that he has spent four years, four years of this man's life. So since he was 22 years old, paying for a $24 million natural pink diamond that he planned to have implanted in his forehead. He has since done that procedure. It is a forehead piercing. The The diamond itself, natural pink, squarely between his eyebrows. <laughs> I mean, to say that it doesn't look like female genitalia would be lying to you. That is, it's deeply concerning. <laughs> Um, and maybe that's the that's the look that he's going for. I have no idea. Maybe he just wants a pink diamond in the middle of his forehead, and that's what it looks like to me. Maybe I should get my mind out of the gutter. I don't know, but I'm looking at it, and it is it's jarring, right? I, I mean, not and it's not often that like I'm not I'm not some kind of prude. I'm not some person who is uh, immune to to how people dress and what people choose to do with their jewelry or or tattoo choices or whatever. And now I sound like my parents. Just kind of saying that out loud. I don't know. The fact that I have to give a disclaimer kind of kind of makes me feel like I am one of these people. But also, like, what the hell are you doing? Spending $24 million on something you're going to plant square in the middle of your forehead. <laughs> like, I guess if, if you have the resources, as my alarm goes off, if you have the resources to do so, I mean, I guess, who am I to tell you how to spend your money? But also... Isn't there anything better we can do with $24 million than make a, a, a diamond in the middle of your forehead that, <laughs> that looks like something that you would need to see an OBGYN about? Like, I just, I don't know how else to say it. Um, but Isaiah Wilson, so he debuts this, this $24 million allegedly natural pink diamond that he's going to, that he's good, that he's since pierced 
into his forehead. Uh, folks went crazy. $24 million in his forehead. Uh, that is not a word I can use. These are things that are being posted on social media about the reaction. And there's memes with like, I don't know how many of you have seen the Avengers, but with the Infinity Stones and the guy that has one in his forehead and Thanos rips it out. And maybe I'm sounding like a nerd at this point, but you know what I'm talking about. Like there's memes all over the internet. But apparently, according to Music City Miracle, when <laughs> when this is debuted for the world to see, Isaiah Wilson is in Lil Uzi Vert's entourage. Now, again, I don't care how you spend your money if you're somebody who's rich. I do not largely care about who you choose to hang out with. Like, that's none of my damn business. I don't care as long as you're not doing the things that are going to put you in compromising positions. But <laughs> just the, the picture alone with Panda, who seems to be in this same vein of, of money, watches, jewelry, clothes, all my money, you know, in my in my grill because he's got a new diamond grill it looks like on his teeth uh (laughs) i saw a video because somebody you know every time isaiah wilson you know blinks somebody sends you a video now that he's kind of i whatever you want to call him he's just uh he's just he's he's public enemy number one for titans fans it feels like on the internet because he just he doesn't seem to give a damn about what you think about what he's doing with his day, which, you know, I, I mean, I guess I respect to a degree. Um, he's just got to get his shit together. But so, so the optics of the panda iced out. Somebody sent me a video of him doing an Instagram live. And he's like, you guys, I guess he's back home in New York where there's uh, many, many inches of snow amidst the winter weather that we're getting across the country. And he's, he's doing an Instagram live and he basically says, you know, you guys want to go see me do a snow angel or go lay down in the snow. So he's got his face. He's like, he's laying on the ground. He's got his face pressed into the snow. And then he pulls up. It made me laugh out loud. It was pretty clever by him. He pulls it. He, he's, he's got the phone. He's laying in the snow and he goes, I'm so, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to paraphrase. It's going to sound ridiculous coming out of my mouth, but he's like, you know, I'm cold. And he holds up his, his hand with all the rings and the watches and he's, he's smiling with the grills and the diamonds. Like it's, it made me laugh. I'm sure it infuriated all of you <laughs> who saw it and you can follow uh, the Panda for all of his exp- uh, exploits at double G Panda on IG. Um, yeah, just the, the sight of him in the entourage with little Uzi Vert, uh, <laughs> with the, uh, with the pink diamond costing $24 million, million stapled in between his eyebrows. It's, uh, it is a sight to behold. The Music City Mailbag here on the 615 Sessions. Guy, you know, it looks like he's having, I hope he's having fun. I really do. It looks like a great time. I'm very jealous, to be honest, of, of this lifestyle. Uh, I would, I would, uh, I would absolutely be doing the same things. But also, I, you know, I'd probably do a little better at my job in the meantime. Regardless, you guys, I'm sure, will send me more. Isaiah Wilson uh, uh, pictures and Instagrams and IG lives and everything else this man does because now that, you know, he's a a big target, literally and figuratively, and you guys are all in his stuff. Anyway, we appreciate you guys being all in our stuff, all in my DMs, at Buck Rising, R-E-I-S-I-N-G. You can slide in there, and you can get your questions about the Tennessee Titans or anything 
outside of sports. Honestly, I will literally talk about anything you guys want me to talk about. This is your this is your show. Again, I'm just the person facilitating. Slide in my DMs at Buck Rising. We'll do it every Thursday on the Music City Mailbag. Meantime, subscribe, rate, and review to the A to Z Sports Podcast Network where you get the 615 Sessions podcast in all of its glory, the Tighten Up podcast, the Preds Nashcast, the Big Orange podcast, so many great podcasts in this feed. Five stars, reviews, subscribe, unsubscribe, resubscribe. It only helps this podcast grow, and we appreciate all the work that you guys have done in helping this podcast grow over the years that we have been together. Enjoy the Super Bowl. I know, you know, Super Bowl parties are frowned upon at this point. I'm going to be working. So if you want to hang out on primetime after the game, I will be around uh, streaming right after the game ends. I think it starts 530 local time here in Nashville. So, you know, enjoy the Super Bowl. Watch the game. Come hang out with us on primetime. If you're having a, uh, a gathering with people at the Super Bowl, I'm, uh, you know, I'm jealous. I would love to be able to at some point do this. I just, you know, hope that everybody does it safely and socially distanced, of course, because God help us, this pandemic is so tiresome and I'm over it and I want the hell out of it. I want to go drink tequila in bars with my friends again, uh, like things were. And I want to go to the Combine and I want to, I want Super Bowl week to be normal. We talked about this with Carmen. Anyway, I'm bitching unnecessarily. subscribe rate and review enjoy the football weekend support the people who support this podcast and make it free for you two rivers ford and DraftKings sportsbook use that app and plug in the promo code a2z sports a-t-o-z sports in the meantime i need you to stay safe i need you to stay clean i need you to enjoy the super bowl and i need you to stay hot despite what the weather may push us in the direction of. This has been the award-winning 615 Sessions podcast from the DraftKings Sportsbook Studios, powered by the fine folks at Two Rivers Ford and brought to you, as always, by A to Z Sports and A to Z Sports Nashville.com. <laughs>